And sometimes they'll talk to me about Christ, especially when they've been drinking. I don't know why that happens in Tacoma here. You know how people are. People start drinking and they want to start talking about the Bible, you know. They don't even know what they're talking about. I just listen to them, you know. And sometimes they even quote in the scripture. Unbeliever. So, you know, I'm going to get my two cents worth. I listen to them. Sometimes I got to listen to them so they will listen to me. Although they, you know, when people drink, they talk crazy. But I listen to them anyway. I say, Lord, give me patience. And I want it right now. So I listened to them, and they babbled on. So I asked them if they go to church. They said no. I said, well, have you ever received Christ as your Savior? They said no, and I go, why not? I, I hear you quoting scripture. Uh, they, some say they, they, they grew up in the church. Some say they were raised in the church. Some have fallen away from the church. So many people today are not even in fellowship. Unbelievable. I don't know what this COVID thing has done, but um, I know a lot of people can't be here or can't be in church because of illnesses, but some people can. But, uh, you know, if you want encouragement, you come. You, you're always going to get blessed when you, when you get around God's people. Iron sharpens iron, right? We get encouragement from one another. We get strength from one another. So today I want to talk about unbelievers. You know, the rapture could happen at any moment, at any time. There's not one scripture in the, in, the, in the Bible that has to be fulfilled before the rapture takes place. It could happen today. So what we want to try to do is to take as many people to heaven with us as possible. Some of you guys have neighbors. Some of you guys have family members. Some of you guys have co-workers, uh, friends, relatives. No matter where they are, try to reach them for Christ. Go around those people, people who've known the way you were, Go around them so they can see the change in your life. Um, and they will see a change. If you have come to Christ, they, it, it will be noticeable. So if you believe that Jesus is coming and the rapture is going to happen and the tribulation is, could, is gonna, he, it's on the way, the tribulation is on the way, the Antichrist is on the way. The, war, the, war, the one world government is on the way. The cashless society is on the way. We know Jesus has predicted these things and everything is falling right in place and it seems like it's picking up pace. And we know we're in the science, we're in the last days and we're in the, uh, the signs of the times are upon us. So, Jesus said in Matthew 28, just so I'll read it real quick. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. This is not a suggestion now. This is a command. He's not suggesting this. He's commanding this. He said go and preach. He didn't say sit. He didn't say sit, it. He didn't say sit and tell all nations and baptizing them in the Holy Spirit. He said get up and go. Why? Because the unbeliever was never told to come to us. We were told to go to them. Why? Because you got the truth. And Jesus said, and they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. See, people are in bondage out there. They're everything, everything. They're confused, confused. I'm talking to so many college kids now who've gone to college, grew up in the church and has fallen away from Christ because they have sat under ungodly teachers some of my atheists in the colleges teaching their children. And the children come back 
totally changed because of the colleges. I'm not saying all, but many of them. But Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said, I'll be with you always, even in the end of the age. So this is the vision of the church. First, we must go to them. That's our responsibility. We must share the gospel. And the people said, well, why, if, if they don't listen to me, the Bible said, you know, if they don't listen to you, that is not your responsibility. Your job is just to sow the seed. Water, somebody behind you will come water the seed, and, but God will give the increase in time. And sometimes it takes years before people come to Christ. It doesn't happen overnight. Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. You know what? A fisherman is very patient. A fisherman, he'll sit there from five in the morning to five at night and won't even get a bite. But the next day, he's right back out there again. He said, I'm going to catch him one day and he'll go out there every day until he see. Sometimes it takes patience to win people to Christ. It takes time. So don't get discouraged if people don't come to Christ overnight. Just because they hasn't come doesn't mean that they won't come. And you're going to be surprised who is in heaven and you might be surprised who's not. That's right. You get up there, you look around, say, hey, what? Where, where's so-and-so, man? He went to Calvary Chapel, Tacoma. Where's he at? <laughs> hey, Jesus said, I know who am I. Uh, and uh, I was talking to a lady a couple of weeks ago. She was talking, tell, telling me how, how nice her church was and how nice the building was and how nice this and the choir and all of that. And she says, I said, well, uh, are you saved? And she said, I don't know. Now, to me, that's a bad answer. You mean to tell me you're going to go to a church where the word is being preached and you don't know? All y'all going to know here, you're going to know. You're going to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if anything were to happen, if you were to die today, you're going to know you're going to go to heaven because I'm going to give an altar call. And my church is small enough to know when a visitor comes in, I don't know if he's a Christian or not, so I'm going to give it anyway. Sometimes they don't come back, but at least they got the gospel. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I want, you know, we have to seize the moment. I think it's time for the church to arise to the occasion now. This is our time now. You know, a good opportunity to, to, uh, to share the gospel is just to show God's love to people. People are hurting out there. There's a lot of hurt, a lot of pain out there. And I tell you what, just a kind word, or a smile to be friendly to people can open doors where you can share the gospel. You don't want to walk around like you're mad at the world. You know what I mean? You want to go put a smile, man. Put a pep in your step. You are somebody. You are, you are accepted. You're not going to get any more saved than what you are right now. Jesus don't have to do nothing. When he saved you, he saved you not only for time but for eternity. So you can rest in that. No one can snatch you out of his hands. People say, well, uh, I, I should go to China, man. I mean, hey, if God's called you to China to be a missionary, I'm not knocking that. But you know what? I haven't got to go to China to find sinners. I can find enough sinners right here in Tacoma. <laughs> meet them every day. Meet them all the time. And they try to tell me. They try to tell me. and don't even know what they're talking about. But I just go ahead and listen to them. And I say, you know what? Uh, Bible, one guy said, well, you know, the Bible says God helped those who helped themselves. I said, no, the Bible don't say that. <laughs> what? 
Now you people hear people have heard somebody say something, but you have to listen to them and be patient. But you know they haven't read the Bible. When you a good place to go and walk in, you know, when you go walking in parks or when you go uh, get out among people, especially parks, when people are walking their dogs and stuff, and you can stop and ask them about the dogs and what kind of dog that is and all of that. And but what you're trying to do is is trying to strike up a conversation where you can get the gospel in. Oh, it's a nice dog. Beautiful day, you know. Fellas, you know, people like you to talk, you know, about their dog and about their car. You know, as long as you're talking about them, they'll listen all day long. So, uh, so I just I open it up, say, hey, by the way, do you go to church in place? Oh, no, man, there's it's too many hypocrites. All they want is your money. You know, you hear people say stuff like that, you know. And uh, I'm sorry to say, but sometimes TV does portray that. They does portray that, um, man, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Uh, not that you shouldn't give, but, you know, p- people are really turned off when you pressure them, when you pressure them for money, because money should be given out of a cheerful heart and willingly. That's how we do it here. We don't we don't pass the offering plate. We don't pass the hat and we don't ask you for money. But you know what? There's always enough money and more to do what we want to do. And your money is getting the gospel out. All around the world. Your money is going to Karenet. Your money is going to Jewish Voice. Your voice is going to uh, Tacoma Rescue Mission. You guys have built a church. Your funds have built a church in Africa. People are preaching the gospel there. So when those souls are being saved, where your money is going, you are a part of that and you're going to get blessed for that. People say, well, we ought to tear down this building, brother, because all... Listen, you're going to have to leave this building. Why should I go out and spend enough money on a building that I, got to, that I got to leave behind anyway? The building is a church. You are the body of Christ. You are the building. We ought to take this message to the world. We ought to take this message to the world. And Jesus said, go into all the world and preach what? He said, preach the gospel. He didn't say preach politics. He didn't say preach, preach a psychology or philosophy. He didn't say, preach. Paul said, what? what? I determined not to know anything among you, what? But Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, people don't know that. A lot of people, I I go to some churches sometimes, and they still got Jesus on the cross. Jesus is not on that cross anymore. He's off that cross. Now, you say, well, I'm not an evangelist. The Bible said we should do the work of an evangelist. You know, we should do the work of an evangelist. An evangelist, you can check this out, he always got something to say, he, and he loves people. An evangelist can walk up to anybody and start a conversation. Check this out. You might be, some of you guys might be evangelists out there. You like to talk? Hey, talk, man. Open your mouth, talk. People are hurting, people are, are dying, people are headed to hell, and here we are, we got the truth, and going to keep silent, and you know it's going to be rough. That tribulation, that tribulation is going to be rough. It ain't going to be no joke. And we want to try to warn people to flee their wrath to come. Because it's, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. Only those that faith is in Jesus Christ is going to be able to stand in these last days. You, you can't do this on your own strength. We're going to need his help. We are going to need his help. We are, the world is spiritually blind. The world is spiritually dead. Uh, that's why you have to keep the gospel real simple when you talk to people. Because you don't. You don't want to confuse them. I've had people talk to me before I became a Christian and they were uh, 
sharing the gospel with me. And I didn't know what they were talking about because they were using all these big words like redemption and justification and sanctification. And I'm thinking, what in the world? What is he talking about? Listen, when you share the gospel, you share that Jesus Christ died for your sins according to the scripture. He was raised for you, according to the scripture on the third day. You know, you tell them how Jesus Christ died for their sins, how they can be forgiven for their sins. And anyone that asks Christ to come into their life in their heart can have forgiveness no matter what they've done. You should be able to share that gospel in less than a minute. You should be able to rehearse that gospel. And what you do, rehearse it over and over and over. Get those scriptures memorized in your mind so when the opportunity comes along, boom! Man, you're like a machine gun. You're ready. The Bible says, sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be ready to give an answer for the defense that lies within you, for the hope in the defense that lies within you. Always be ready to give an answer. So when I go and I'm ready, man. I'm armed and dangerous. I go out there with my sword and sometimes I carry my Bible. I see people looking at it, but they're scared. They're like, I try to, uh, sometimes they're like, they're scared of it. They, they don't want to look at it. And, and I say, hey, is this, does this bother you? Does the Bible bother you? Well, it was, I don't know if it's true or not. I said, well, what if it is? What if it is true? You say it isn't? You got doubts about it? But can you really take that chance on eternity? What if it is true? If it is true, you've lost everything. If, it, if it's not true, I've lost nothing. I've still lived a good life. God has met my needs. I've been blessed. If it's not true, I've lost nothing. But if it is true, you've lost everything. Paul said the natural man, the unsaved man, cannot understand the, spiritual, the, uh, the things of the spirit because they are foolishness unto him. The natural man, talk about the unbeliever, how blind they are. The unbeliever is spiritually blind. The unbeliever is spiritually dead until he is born again. Ephesians 2 says you were made alive who, who made alive who was dead in trespasses and sin. A, a person's spirit is dead until they are born again. That's why when you talk to people about the Bible, sometimes it just goes right over their head. They go, what in the world are you talking about? But when they're born again, their spirit is alive. Now they understand. And now God puts that hunger in their heart for him. And now they begin to grow. John said the spirit is the spirit that gives life and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Remember when you got saved, your spirit became alive and you should be remember. You should remember when you got saved. You should know that. I hear people say, well, I don't know. I said, wait, if you don't know, then you're not. If you don't know when you got saved, when you was born again, you're not because you can't meet Jesus and not know it. It's impossible. Because the Bible said the spirit is, will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. You ain't got to have me tell you that you're a Christian. The Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Go to your friends. Go to your relatives. Go to your co-workers. Go to the grocery store. Go to the gas station. Go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come in because the time is running out. Build bridges to people on your job. Build bridges to people. I know a lot of good unbelievers, good people, good morals, good workers, take care of their families, honest people, but they're still not Christians. And I said, man, why not? 
Oh, I'll be okay. I said, no, you won't. See, they're trying to get to heaven on their goodness. They are good people. I mean, when you talk to them, they will give you the shirt off their back. I mean, they are good, good people. No, but they just, when you start talking about religious things and start talking about the Bible, they don't want to hear about it. They say, well, I'll be okay. One guy said, me and the man upstairs, we all right. Well, I knew he wasn't saved. You got to be able to tell when folks are saved. I was talking, went to Subway last week, and this woman told me how great her church was and everything, and, and she was telling me, well, I said, well, this is a pretty clean place you got here. I like this place. You, she says, yeah, sometimes these people really get on my nerves over here. Uh, and, and I'm a Christian, but sometimes I have to leave Jesus at home. I'm thinking, well, how could you leave Jesus at home? I, I don't know. You, you hear some of the craziest stuff. But I had, I had to witness to her and say, listen, God has got you here to be a testimony. Now, everybody here, if, you got, if you've been saved, you got a testimony, don't you? Just, just like that man in John 9 said, you know, I was blind, but now I see. You were blind, but now you see. So if people don't understand you, they probably don't. Matthew was called, you know, Matthew was a tax collector. And Matthew called all of his friends. So when you get saved, all your friends that you knew, you want to go invite them. Invite them. Invite them to church. Invite them to church. I will t be happy to talk to them. I will be happy to give them the gospel. I've had people come forth when everybody else left. They didn't want to come down front because they was embarrassed. But I've had people say, hey, you know what? It was just like you was talking to me today. That's what they told me. They said, you, were you talking to me? I said, I've never seen you before. But the Holy Spirit knows what's in each person's heart, and he can take that word, and the word brings conviction, and they think it's the preacher, but it's not the preacher, it's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings conviction. I said, man, the Holy Spirit is calling you into his kingdom. He's calling you. I said, would you like to pray? And I pray with many of them right here in this church when everybody else is gone. See, when I, I'm the last one to leave. I'll make sure everybody's prayed for. I'll make sure if anybody want to talk, we can talk. I'll talk. Sometimes it's 3 o'clock before I get out of here. I don't care. Because my Sundays are dedicated to meeting the needs of the people. And if people got a problem, go to the Lord first. But you want to come to that shepherd if you, if you need prayer. The shepherd should be willing and able to walk with you through your trials and to pray with you and encourage you. Well, some people are very sincere, bless their hearts. And they believe that there's many ways to heaven, which the Bible says only one. Uh, they are sincere, but you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. And a lot of them are sincere and sincerely wrong. So we have to straighten them out. People say, well, my denomination this and my denomination. Your denomination cannot save you. Your church can't save you. Your pastor can't save you. Only Christ. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, neither is our salvation in any other because there's, because there's none other name under heaven 
given among men whereby we must be saved. There is only one, one Savior, one way. People say, well, that's narrow-minded. Well, I guess Christ was narrow-minded then because he said, I am the only Savior. Anybody else, is not, you're, gonna, you're not going to make it. So I would think, if you want to be saved, you would want to do it God's way. You can't do it your way. He's got this thing wired. He's got this thing figured out. The other Philip said, Lord, I don't know the way. Jesus said, I'm the way. That's right. It's the Samaritan, Samaritan purse. Jesus went out of his way for one person, Samaritan woman, John 4. But the Bible said Jesus, he had need to go through Samaria. And he went over there and found a woman sitting beside the well. And he struck up a conversation and said, lady, give me a drink. And the woman said, I don't know what you're doing talking to me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a Samaritan and you're a Jew. And a Jew don't have no dealing with no Samaritan. Jesus said, if you knew who it was talking to you, if you only knew, he would give you the living water. Well, you know the story. You know, the woman uh, came to Christ, left the water pots, went back into the city, brought the man out, the whole city gets saved. One woman, one new believer, didn't know no scripture. All she had was a testimony. Your testimony is very, very powerful because a lot of people don't believe in the scripture. When you start quoting the Bible, they say, oh, man, man, man wrote that. I don't believe that. They says, I tell people all the time, you can criticize Christianity all you want. But Jesus said, come and see. Come and see. You can criticize Christianity all you want, but until you try it for yourself, you will never know. You will never know until you try it for yourself. Nicodemus was a, you know, he was a religious person, but he was blind, but he was religious. And I'm amazed, I'm, I'm amazed how many people go to church every Sunday and still uh, don't know. So Jesus had to, had to show him. He came by night seeking. And the Lord had to break it down to him and show him how to be saved. So a lot of people don't know how. They don't know how to get to heaven. A lot of people think, well, you know, if I do the best I can, I never killed nobody. I ain't robbed no bank or nothing. So, hey, I'll be all right. Uh-uh, bro. There's no not righteous, no not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord can be saved. That's you, anybody, no matter how bad you are, no matter what you've done. So let's not get discouraged when people don't come to Christ. But I think it's our time now. I think it's our time to arise to the occasion. People talking about the pandemic and all of that. Hey, man, it ain't no time for the church to be complacent. It's no time for the church to be lukewarm. We got to rise to the occasion, man. Hey, you know, if, if people are scared, you can go tell them about Christ. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes years for people to come, to come to Christ. But you know what? If you share that word, then you have done your job. You are not responsible for the results. You are not responsible for the results. If that person received Christ or not, it's, it's not your call. Your call is just to, as the late J. Vernon McGee would say, just to deliver the message. That's all you got to do. 
Someone later will come along and water it, and someone later will come and water it pretty soon. That person will get closer and closer to Christ. I know everyone, before I became a believer, I used to slam doors in you guys' faces because I didn't like none of you. Uh, and I thought there was so much up here and that was coming, putting me down here. And they wasn't. I was, just under, I was just under conviction. And I would take it out on them, slam a door in their face. But everyone, everyone that shared the gospel with me, I never forgot it. I never forgot it. I, and, and years later, boy, I said, man, I wish I could find those people and apologize to them, what I did to them. Uh, you got to admire the cults. You got to admire the Jehovah Witness. You got to admire the uh, people, you know, that preaching another gospel. You got to admire their commitment. You got to admire their dedication. Uh, they are very committed. And I've talked to them myself. And they said they will die for what they believe. And they will. And they, I know some who have. They will never change it. Because they are so convinced that they have the truth. Which I don't agree with and I don't believe they do. But they believe it. But I still have some good Jehovah Witness friends. Good people. I have some good Mormon friends. Good people. And we can agree on everything except the Bible. So that's when we, you know, we have our difficulty. They're not going to back down, and I'm not backing down either. So we just go like this. I said, you know what? Well, you say you know God. You just pray for me, and I pray for you that God will open your eyes. And if I'm wrong, as God show me. But I don't think I'm wrong. The gospel is open. Let's keep praying for the unsaved. Let's not lose track of them. You know, it's, they don't know how to get there. They don't know how to get to heaven. When you give people the gospel, you have to pop the question and say, is there any reason why you will not receive Christ right now? Every, every time I witness to somebody, every time I witness to somebody, I'm going to try to lead them to Christ right then and there. Don't always do. But I'm going to pop that question I'm going to present that, that gospel, and then I'm going to pop the question. I'm going to ask, is there any reason why right now that you would not receive Christ? Just like a good, a good car salesman. You know, I'm not no car salesman, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, you, you, go, you go in that car lot, man. They say he going to come and ask you about your family. He going to come ask you about your job. He don't care nothing about your job and your family. He's trying to sell that car, man. And he said, why don't you get here the keys and take it for a test drive? They know, they say 90% of the people that get in that car and take it for a test drive is going to buy it. And they know it. Or if, if they can get you in the office and set you down. And they say, Mr. Williams, would you like some coffee or some tea or some? I mean, they don't care if I want some coffee or tea or not. They're trying to make that sale. And pretty soon they're going to get around to it. And they said, we have the perfect financing. God told me he'll finance that car for 10 years. I go, what? I'm going to pay on that car for 10 years? I ain't seen no car that I'm going to pay on for 10 years. I'm just speaking for me. If you want to do it, that's your business. 10 years. 
on an automobile, which is going to depreciate. But then that's beside the point. But pretty soon, he's going to pop that, that question, and he's going to close the deal. He's going to say, now, do you want to get into this car today? We can make it happen today. Dave, oh, while he's talking to me, this guy back over here has already run my credit behind my back. <laughs> he's already run my credit and came out and said, Mr. Williams, you can drive off today with any car on your lot. <laughs> any car, and here's the keys, and gave me the keys. I says, honey, you want that car? She said, let's go. <laughs> she, said, she said, how much is it? Well, the one I wanted was 60 grand. She said, let's go. That costs more than my house. My house on the calls 53.5. The car wanted 63. I'm, I got a, what they got. Uh, I don't know. I won't say that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it was a nice car. No, no question about it. No question about it. Because I do a lot of driving. I like to take road trips. I like to drive a lot. And I want something that's going to last. And if that one breaks out there, I'll go get one that will last. I get another one. But if I want to go someplace, I want to go, and I don't be worried about the thing breaking down on me. I used to pick up hitchhikers, unbelievers. My wife said it's too dangerous anymore. I don't think it is, but when she's in the car, I won't do it. But uh, I used to pick up hitchhikers, good, good, uh, good way to witness. Sometimes people run out of gas. I pick them up, take them get some gas. They in my car, so I got a captive audience. And I would preach the gospel while he in the car. And they said, oh, well, thank you so much, everything, blah, blah. We'll be at church on Sunday morning. So Sunday morning comes, I'm looking for them, right? They didn't show up. I'm thinking, what happened? Didn't show. So we want to reach people as many as we can. The gospel means what? The good news. So the world needs to hear now some good news. And if you're a Christian, we are supposed to reach out to sinners and we are have been equipped by the Holy Spirit the Lord said I will be with you to the end of the age I will never leave you and God wants to use us to reach people because we are his hands we are his feet we are his people all Paul and all the apostles are dead and, and gone to heaven here we are at such a time as this for a reason and I believe that God is delaying his coming because I believe it's going to be a lot more people saved as we see the day approaching. The Bible says he that win souls is wise. We are instruments. We have opportunity. We have to be available to win the loss, knowing that God is not willing that any should perish but all come to repentance. But how shall they Call upon him who have not believed, and how shall they believe on him who have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? So if you're a born-again believer, you might not stand up behind this pulpit, but you're a preacher. You got the gospel, right? Well, let's give it. We're not supposed to hide the light and hide the truth from everybody else. The only hope, the only hope for America is that gospel, because the gospel changes the heart. Nobody's going to change unless the heart changes first. You can't change a person from the outside in. They've got to be changed from the inside out. The gospel does that. That's why Jesus said, go and preach the what? The gospel. 
Paul said, we don't preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ, our Lord. As Franklin Graham said, we are not to run from the darkness. We ought to run to the darkness. There's a lot of darkness out there. Can you see it? Can you see the hurt? Can you see the pain? It's like the walking dead. It's like the walking dead. We should be the same. We should say the same thing Isaiah said in Isaiah 6, 8. He says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who shall I send? Who will go for us? How many will say today, Lord, send me? I'll go. I'll go. I hope you will. Because the world is waiting. And I believe God has already prepared people to receive us. What I do, you know, people don't want to hear it. I just go to somebody else. It, it don't hurt my feelings. I don't take it personally. Yeah, I've been called a few names, but I just shake it off. You know, I've been told where to go, but I ain't going there. <laughs> shake it off, man. Don't take it personally. Go with somebody else that's going to listen. There's lots of people out there. And I can, tell if, I can tell now if people want to listen or if they just want to fight. So if they want to fight, I say, you know what? Okay, I tried to reach you. You didn't want to listen. So I'm going to go to somebody else and leave it at that. So you have a nice day. And don't get mad, upset, and start yelling at them because the, the uh, Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons, they never get upset. If you don't receive what they got to say, they're still just as pleasant. They don't get upset. They don't start yelling. They don't get mad. They just say, have a nice day, and they just go right to the next door and knock on that door. And if that person don't listen, they'll go to the next, they'll keep knocking until somebody does. And that's what we got to do. If someone don't listen, you just go right to somebody else, because somebody will. And I'm praying today that God can use you and me. You'll be surprised of the potential that a Christian has. You'd be surprised of the potential that you have if you're a believer. You'd be surprised. Satan wants you to think you don't have any potential, but you have all the potential because you have Christ in your corner. And he said, uh, if God be for us, who can be against us? So whatever you do in the name of Jesus Christ, he is with you. He's not going to leave you. I found that out over the 40 years ministry. It's, it's no way, it's no way a church this side is going to make it 40 years unless God is in it. Because I tell you what, because I didn't know what many times things happen you don't expect, you didn't even plan for, and things come out of the blue, and you say, what in the world? God says, relax. You know, I can relax all day. I can be obedient all day as long as I feel I'm in control. But if I lose control where I got to trust God completely, then I start saying, eh. God said, do you trust me or not? Didn't I give you my word? I'm going to watch over my word. I honor my word over my name. I watch over my word to perform it. Just trust me. He didn't tell me to understand everything. He said, listen, I got this. You trust me. You follow me. Now, I don't know who you're following, but if you're not following Jesus Christ, you're following the wrong person. You're following the wrong church. You, follow, you don't follow man. Man makes mistakes. You follow Christ. And you will not go wrong. And in the end, you're going to win. And you're going to be glad you did. People say sometimes I sound like a broken record. Well, I probably do. Some things have to be repeated over and over so you'll get it. So when you walk out that door today, you're not just anybody. Oh, boy, you've been chosen. 
You've been elected. You are a daughter and a child of God, and you can't get any higher than that. So don't go around being too hard on yourself and let Satan bring guilt and condemnation, because he will. Don't, don't believe his lies. Believe what the word says about you, and you will be encouraged. Okay, well, anyway, better stop. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that we can come and we can just hear your word. And we ask, God, that you would go with each one today, encourage their hearts. Help us to be vessels unto honor. Help us, Lord, to go out and share the word of God with the lost. Must we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. I pray you guys will have a wonderful day and enjoy this weather. And we will see you again next Sunday. God bless.